0: Hey, y'all, it's me, Jess Bubaco, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business, to health, to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. I am excited to have Megan Sylvester with me today. She is an author, creator, and spiritual entrepreneur who helps kind-hearted humans to live life well. Meg is the founder and creator of The Miracle Way, a love-based approach to personal professional, and spiritual transformation, which has helped thousands worldwide to uncover their purpose while reaching deeper levels of fulfillment and pleasure. She is passionate in guiding others to experience their genius and creative potential through retreats, online programs, certification trainings, publications and more. When she's not leading retreats in dreamy destinations around the globe, you can find her at her home in Austin, Texas with her husband, Justin, consciously corralling their three kiddos, Lily, Ruby, and Happy, and taking care of their senior dog, Dr. Pancakes. Meg, welcome to the show. Hi,
1: thanks for having me.
0: I think before we dive into anything today, I need to know how Dr. Pancakes got his name.
1: Okay. So he was a rescue dog. Um, we rescued him. He was around seven years old and Dr. Pancakes is deaf. Um, so he, he can't hear. And he came to us with a very different name that, um, was given to him at the shelter. Um, which was Klondike. And we were just like, um, we see you, we honor you, we respect you. We are not vibing with this name that you have just been given that you also can't hear. So we were like, let's, let's rename him, welcome him to the home. And um, for like a month, we couldn't think of a name, this poor dog, we called him dog for like a month. And, and that's, you know, sad. And then my daughter, Ruby, just one morning, I don't know. She was like, Oh, I've got it. Dr. Pancakes. And by that, by this time we were like, yes, sure. Okay. Okay. He needs a name. And so he needs a name. So his name is Dr. Pancakes. And it's really funny when people refer to him as like Mr. Pancakes. We're like, um, excuse me, but it's doctor, which I have written in several emails. (laughs) he has this doctorate
0: and And pancaking. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I love that. I also feel like, um, does he, I mean, he's deaf, so he probably just doesn't respond to being called. And does he respond to being called Dr.
1: Pancakes? No now no. and it's really funny like he gets out every once in a while and our neighbors are like um dr and like yelling like he's not he doesn't like her to turn around and listen you know but he's a sweet old
0: man i literally love that poor dr
1: panties dr. he's living a good life he's living a good life
0: i love it well Um, I'm excited to have you here for many reasons for those. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I know I've talked about it on Instagram. So if you haven't heard me talk about it on the podcast, I had the pleasure of, um, being a part of Meg's recent miracle way retreat, which was amazing in Costa Rica. So I would love it if you could tell everybody a little bit about the miracle way process and like how you came upon it.
1: Yeah. Um, so I have been supporting people through transformation for nearly a decade. And of course, before I started supporting people, I went through my own really massive life transformation. I moved from, um, corporate to having my own business, which of course took a lot of shedding, you know, shedding of the the layers, the masks, the identities that I thought I had to have in order to be considered successful. And, um, yeah, just went through a massive awakening. And as early on in the process of when I started my own business as, um, a mentor and coach, I had this huge download, this huge vision. And um, it was definitely, you know, from a, a higher source, um, which could be very well be my highest self, you know, um, or a whole team of, of uh, beings that were here to help me. Um, and I was shown this very um, unique vision of a compass. And this compass, it wasn't labeled North, South, East, West, but it was labeled with, with different words that are um, basically universal of how all humans um, progress through transformation. But it isn't, the process was shown to me in a very open, fluid way and not at all regimented or step-by-step-by-step-by-step. But again, it's this compass kind of guiding us. And So I started to, um, integrate this, this wisdom into how I was serving others and and also into how I was moving through my own life. And I really started to see, um, um, huge shifts and done in a way where it was so unique to each individual, um, that it was lasting, lasting transformation. And it felt really, really good for me because I had gone through a year long coaching certification. That was very much like here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, take the people through this, give them this, this worksheet, this worksheet, this worksheet. And, um, that didn't feel quite right to me. Um, I know it could feel right to others, but I, I very much, um, live in my feminine. However, I love the structure, having some sort of structure provided by that masculine energy to be able to bounce and flow and, you know, weave off of, and that is what the the miracle way, um, provided. And so not too long after I had this vision, um, I then had like a life changing, dream and I was woken up by this voice and it was so clear. It was like someone was sitting on the side of my bed whispering in my ear. And I've never had a dream like it since to where I mean this the voice felt so it it wasn't inside of my dream. It was like it felt like a person right next to me. And the voice kept saying you must discover your ninth chakra over and over and over and over and over again. And I woke up and was like ninth chakra and I remember putting something on Facebook and was like, does anybody know about the ninth chakra? And I, I remember like, I didn't even spell chakra correctly. Cause I, I just wasn't yet like in that world. Um, that's how like clean the slate was, you know, when this information came through and, and so most maps of the chakra systems show seven, um, and then some show eight as the, uh, the aura being the eighth. And then, um, you know, there's so many different maps. Um, and the more research I did, I found that the ninth chakra is essentially the seat of the soul. So it's like um, the not just in this lifetime, but the all lifetimes, the lessons of all lifetimes coming together. It's kind of like the the energetic blueprint of the soul, um, and so kind of like the archetype. And I was being called to really, you know, come into this and, and, and some way the dream, there, there was some reprogramming that happened because I woke up from that dream and it was just all of a sudden the, um, the resources, the teachers, the tools, the aha moments all just started flowing to me. I mean, so quickly at such a rapid pace and, um, and that's kind of the, the, the origin story of the miracle way, because I begin, I became like really focused on this idea of purpose as full expression and not as job or role. And when that kind of clicked into place for me, I was really, really able to help myself first and foremost, and then others to discover who they were and this wasn't through like a very regimented process and worksheets and you know it was done through all these different ways these perspectives that i teach in the miracle way and i'm not going to give it all away here but you know it's, it's very much just about you know creating these spaces for people to find their inner wisdom rather than creating this codependency of, I am expert. I have figured it out. Let me show you the way it's like, let me create a space for you to show you the way. And I'm going to hold that vision for you and, and, and work with you and, and, you know, give you love and support and, and positive uplifting feedback. So it's been radically transformative, um, for my life. And, and as a parent, you know, I, I weave it into parenting and, um, even parenting Dr. Pancakes, you know, yeah. (laughs) so it's, it's just been really, really beautiful. And I will say it, you know, it took me about eight years, maybe nine years from the time that. I was given the vision of the miracle way to actually begin teaching and and certifying people to become facilitators in it. I wanted to be very much to be in integrity with it, to know that this actually truly is, um, you know, I'm holding it in the capacity that it was given to me in and um, that it, you know, I I felt an integrity to to bring it out into the world. So it it truly has been like a, a labor of love um, putting it all together and, you know, writing the the training manual of, you know, it, it's so different from like feeling and living it to actually putting it in words. And that was a really beautiful process for me as well. I have so many thoughts and questions and it's
0: um, the first thing that I want to say is it's really interesting because from a human design perspective, there are nine chakras in the body. Mm. And so the idea was that some year, I don't know what year it was, but we transitioned from being nine, uh, seven centered beings in the physical body to being nine centered beings inside of the body. Wow. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting as you are saying this, like, discover the ninth chakra. Did you spell it with an SH? I feel like, yeah, I would have gone totally SH. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But now there's the idea that between now and 2027, we're transitioning into 11 centered beings. So there's going to be another, there's going to be another dream, another dream who knows what's (laughs) going to happen, but it's kind of interesting too, to just look at these, like universal things that I think many people will experience or start to hear or wake up to that is like here to usher us into this like evolution of what we're learning. I think so often, like maybe it's just school. Like we're we're taught like this is 10th grade physics and everyone's going to go through 10th grade physics and it's going to be the same with like maybe small iterations every year, but it's like- we are, everything is constantly evolving and changing. I don't know why this just popped in my head. She's even thinking about like the evolution of coffee and how like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, you just like went and got coffee. And now it's like a whole freaking thing, at least in this country. Right. I feel like other countries, coffee has always been a thing, but like everything changes and evolves and grows. And I love One of the things that I love about you is your ability to stay in a state of openness, like in a state of an understanding. And I think it's a testament to your ability to stay very connected to that divine feminine energy of creativity, knowing it's always flowing. But I feel like you have a beautiful ability to stay open to, I don't know everything. Things are going to change and evolve you are your own authority. Like you have to listen to the wisdom inside of yourself. So I love your approach to things. Cause I think it invites us each into this space of becoming our own, um, guru, if you will, our own inner master, but then also teaching other people to respect that within
1: mm-hmm. the people
0: they're working with as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And thank you. And, and I think one of the, the biggest gifts that I have given to myself or allowed myself to receive is the ability to say, I don't know, as a leader and as a mother, as a, as a, and when I say leader, you know, for me, that's leading actual groups and people through transformation, but we're, we're all leaders in some sense of the word, you know, and, and our society has done this funny thing where you know, it makes us feel not credible if we don't know all the answers um, and has brought us to this major place of scarcity that we feel like, you know, maybe we have to be able to provide all the answers to all the questions that are coming in. And I tried that for a little bit, and it caused extreme burnout. And now it's so much more fun And, you know, if someone sends me a DM on Instagram and is asking about human design, instead of me being like, oh, let me find it. And then like spending an hour trying to like find a human design answer to a human design question when that's not my area of expertise to be like, hey, you know what? There's this amazing woman named Jess reach out to her. Like it's so much more fun that way. And it keeps us in our zone of genius. So to be able to say, I don't know, and then. There's this other crazy thing where we're almost shamed for curiosity and, um, ability to pivot where I think it's an, I think it's a superpower and I'm really damn proud of myself for never settling because I've reached a certain level. I'm really proud of myself for saying, this is awesome. And now my heart is calling me towards this and just because it's calling me towards this doesn't mean i have to leave that altogether i can you know bring this core through line of empowering people to live as their fullest expression and i can add sound healing i can add kundalini i can add creative writing and then i've created this this entity of a business that is so uniquely me that even if someone else is doing something very similar i'm in no way shape or form threatened you know and and i think our ability to stay open and curious and and to go and grow and evolve and to allow our businesses to do the same it just makes the world so much more interesting it keeps things fresh and authentic and you know being in the beginner's mind is such a gift. It's so much fun, you know, and mm-hmm. if we can put ourselves into situations where we get to experience that beginner's mind, it's just such a gift and such a blessing. So.
0: Yeah. I love that. Have you always been like that? Or do you feel that something did that come as like a learning through your own experience of trying to attach to something or figure? Cause I feel like people are always looking for the thing, like what's the thing. And I've, Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to tell people like, there is no, the thing, like you are the thing. You are the thing. You are it. Yeah. I even think about like, Mm -hmm. I'm not married. I don't have kids, but I think when we, where does the fairy tale always end Mm -hmm. right after the Mm -hmm. wedding Mm -hmm. of Prince charming and I don't know who he married, maybe Cinderella, I think mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gaston and whoever. Anyways, it always ends after the wedding, right? Right. So and then, then, then are, there's no nothing else left. Exactly. And like, meanwhile, if we like actually flash forward like 40 years, probably like one of them's unhappy, the other one, like we don't right. know. Did they go to couples therapy? Right. We don't know. We don't and know. I, <laughs> I think the same thing happens from a business perspective, like people are looking for the Mm. Prince charming moment of finding Mm. the thing when really what they're looking for is finding themselves. But I know at least from my experience, I've changed a lot. I've flowed a lot and I've had people be like, you know, and I, you know, sometimes I think even like my dad, he'll be like, what's your plan or, Mm -hmm. Because I think it's a more masculine principle to think in that way, where I think the more feminine principle is more flowing. Yeah. So was there, like, were you trying to find the thing and then realized you couldn't? Have you always had this perspective? Like, how did you happen upon this yeah. way of being in business?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, so from a very young age, I so my mom was um, a business owner. My dad um, was a business owner, both uh, had their own like professional businesses. And my brother like came out of the womb knowing like exactly what he wanted to do with his life, which he does today. And is very successful. And so I was surrounded by these purposeful, intentional people. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Because I don't know what I want to do. I don't feel like I have a purpose, but I really so very strongly believe that everyone has a purpose. And all the while I was now, I know getting purpose confused with job title, you know, like I always say, like, you know, the, the idea of a human having a purpose existed long before capitalism did, you know? Um, so I, I have always been very curious and very, um, you know, wanting to explore different subjects and to dive in deep. And, you know, when I was in high school, I took, um, college, um, classes at the community college and like Eastern philosophy, you know, cause that was just like, so intriguing to me then. Um, and changed my major a million times and then like got half of a master's and, you know, it was just like, constantly, constantly searching, seeking, but also like curious and staying open and allowing myself to like explore, but also feeling very shamed and embarrassed that I was like, quote unquote, flaky or like couldn't find the thing, you know, but I was relentless in my pursuit of finding what felt good and following my curiosity. And so I'm like, I just want to take a moment to like, thank my younger self for not, snuffing that light out of that, that curiosity. Um, but I did, I always question like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just settle on one thing? And so it took me a while to finally realize that purpose isn't a job. Our purpose is to just to live as the fullest expression of who we are. And by fullest expression, I don't mean pedal to the metal, like being a yes, man, like always going, going, going. What I mean by fullest expression is like, if you're sad, be sad. If you're tired, be tired. If you're going through it, go through it, commit to it, you know, like just, just be fully who you are just be fully who you are. If you're teaching a yoga class, be you don't be the version of the, you know, teacher trainer that you took from, or the person that's doing really well on YouTube, like just be fully you. And as you live as the fullest expression of who you are, you're going to be a magnet for the resources, for the opportunities that allow you to really give the gift of who you are. And, and I, I, I think I honestly can't tell you of like that aha moment, you know, when the light bulb came on and I was like, oh shit, it's this, this is purpose. It was just kind of this coming into it. And, and there wasn't a book, there wasn't a, anything, it was just this sitting with it and, and, and honestly, you know, like mothering three different children, they're very different children and seeing how they're all their own unique being with different needs and wants and desires. And, um, you know, being able to hold space for them all to just be fully them helped me to see, Oh, I'm just need to be fully me, you know? And that doesn't change from the moment we're born to the moment we die, you know, like, We're just here to be fully ourselves and whatever that means. And it takes, it, it takes a lot. If you've gone through life and allowed yourself to, you know, be wrapped in the the blanket of shame and blame and guilt and resentment and which we all, most of us have, you know, it takes, it takes commitment and work to sit and sift through that. And, and it's, it's never ending, you know, but can you be the fullest version of who you are right now with what, you know, with what you have and, um, you can, you know, and that's what we're here to do. I love this for so
0: very many reasons, but one of the things that's really coming to me in this moment is this idea around our purpose and the way, you know, Like you talked about, like Miracle Way has a framework. It's a framework that you help to walk people through to express themselves and their gifts. It gives them enough structure, just like anything has structure. You know, our DNA is a structure, like our bodies, the way they are, are structure so that life force can flow through them. And I love how what you're describing this idea, it's like, It makes me think of the structure of human design and the gene keys, because when I look at your life's work, it's in the 16, which is the energy of versatility. And it's this enthusiasm for life, Mm. you know, the 16 is versatile in its highest expression. It wants to try this. It wants to try that. And it wants to try this other thing. And it wants to, it's in. it's enthusiastic about whatever it is that it's learning and it's multifaceted. It's not just good at one thing. It's good at many things. Mm -hmm. The
1: shadow of it is
0: going to be indifference where it's like, I'm good at all this stuff. There's no
1: purpose. Right. Mm -hmm, And and that's what I came up against for a long time because I was always, good at school. I had, you know, I could memorize a lot. So I was good at school. I was always pretty good at whatever was put in front of me. So it made me kind of like, well, like I'm good at it. So therefore like one of these things must be my purpose. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. I'm not excited at all. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: you've found a way to take that versatility and that enthusiasm for many things and in it, channel it in a way that I think really honors your purpose because the idea is like, so it's grounded by the nine, and the nine has all to do with focus and determination. Mm-hmm. The shadow of the nine goes, there's the mountain out there, and I have to climb the whole freaking thing, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. The wisdom of the nine goes, I'm just going to look down at my feet and see what the next step is. And it's kind of like that idea of um, that song from the claymation movie, Christmas movie, that's like, put one foot in front of the other. (laughs) um, And then you'll be walking out the door, you know? And I think it sounds like this is why I love human design and the gene key is as a framework to support people, because what it starts to show you is just how purposeful our life journey is. Mm -hmm. And also just how purposeful our challenges are. And it shows you, it's like, this is my life curriculum that I'm learning through. And that life curriculum is somehow being, uh, choosing maybe a family where, everybody was massively focused and they were, I know there's one thing I want to do. And that's the one thing I'm going to go out and do in the world. Right. And you're kind of the sort of odd man out, if you will, in that group, Mm -hmm. because you came in realizing that you could be good at a lot of things and that you enjoy a lot of things. So I think sometimes even just being able to frame, take that frame of reference and go, my whole life is purposeful. Like all that I am is purposeful is massive. And I think you've done a really nice job to be able to capture that in the miracle way for people to have a different perspective. That's not just, here's how success looks. Mm -hmm. Here's Mm -hmm. what you should do. Here's how you create a successful business. It's really, who are you? What lights you up, excites you, et cetera. And how do we channel that? What's the structure we can use to channel that out into the world?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I want to speak to the versatility piece because I feel like a lot of people might resonate with this. So Um, in my business, I get these ideas and I'm like, oh yeah, let's like, let's go with it. Let's, let's have fun. Let's see where it goes. And, um, so two examples, I launched a podcast and it was really successful. And then I launched a membership called the Lotus collective and it was really successful. And after about the year mark for both, I was like, I feel like this is complete. Like I, I feel done with this. And I loved it and it was wonderful and amazing. And every single part of creating it was so rewarding and fulfilling. And now it feels complete and to be able to say that and to bring something to completion unapologetically is huge in this society that we're in, because so much is like, you, you got to keep going and you got to keep showing up and, and, you know, you, you, you have to be consistent and, and like, never give up, never stop. And the thing was, I knew I wasn't giving up when I decided to bring season, the, you know, the season of the podcast to a close. And I was like, maybe I'll pick it up again. Maybe I won't. And that's okay. And I think that goes again. And same with my my, um, membership, I created content for a year, um, every week for a year. And then after that year, I was like, I'm done creating content for this. I'm going to leave it open. People still have access to everything. It's still a beautiful space, but I'd, I'd like to focus my energy on, on something else. And I think that that's a really bold, audacious move in, in today's society, um, that like every business coach would be like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You can't do that. But I'll tell you what I sell my retreats out sometimes in minutes in minutes. Um, I, the things that I really enjoy doing right now at this phase of my life are these live events and retreats. And, and they give me, I love it. I mean, it's, 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 I love it so much. And, um, the universe is supporting me, you know, like the podcast is still out there. The, the membership is still out there. I'm just actively committing my energy to something else. And, and like I said, I think it's a really bold move in the face of kind of this like toxic masculine. And and there's also toxic feminine FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this toxic masculine of structure and productivity above all else. And I think we can kind of rise up and say, you know what, I'm going to do things my way. Unapologetically, I didn't send yeah. out this big, huge, like apology email. I didn't send out an email about the podcast of like, Oh gosh, here's why I'm not, you know, it's just like it. I don't, I don't need to, you know? And, and, and the thing is when I, when I did share with people about the membership of like hey, you know, here's how I'm feeling. I really believe in authenticity and integrity, and I'm not going to create from a place of forcing. And so here's what's happening. I had so many of the members reach out to me like, thank you for leading in this way. Thank you for being an example that we can pivot, that we can shift and that things are going to be okay. Like, thank you. You know, I could feel this like collective, like sigh of relief. And to be quite honest, like, I don't think anybody in the entire membership had done every single class, every single, no. week, you know, so there's still, there's still stuff there, but it feels really good to be like unapologetic and, and to know, you know, like close one door, another will open. And to just really believe in that, in that system. Absolutely. And I think I know I was going to run a class
0: earlier this year. A lot of people were coming to me and were like, when are you going to run this class again? I want to recommend friends to it. I loved it. People are asking about this. And so I started to create, um, you know, I started to create around that and I was like, okay, I'm going to put it out again. And I planned the whole launch and the day of the launch. I was like, this is not right. Like, this is me putting it out here because other people are wanting it, but it doesn't feel authentic, like you said. And I think, you know, two things I want to say is like, number one, you have an audience that really resonates with you. And like the reason they resonate with you is because you trust yourself and you don't put stuff out there. And that's what people were saying to me as well. They were like, thank you for being honest because now I know I can pivot if I need to, but it's like, you've developed such an audience from your own authenticity that they love you anyways. They want to go with you. They want to, if you're going to, you know, and not in like a weird way, but it's like, if you're going to pivot to retreats, then they're going to come hang out with you in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge because you've created massive magnetism in your business and you haven't created it from trying to strategize to have it. You've created it from you trusting yourself, being yourself and following your flow. So kudos to you on that and yeah the other thing I wanted to say which has slipped my mind but I know it's going to come to me is I don't know it slipped my brain but it was there and it was important and it will come back to me momentarily so um yeah 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 (laughs) I wish it would come back now like I could just snap it into my brain but Anyways, you've created massive magnetism and I think that's really, really important. This was what I was going to ask. How do you know, because you, and I, I want to just say this to everybody listening. Meg is a five, one sacral generator. And I think this is important. This is where I've started to move out of type as much because you're a generator and somebody might say generators like to move a little bit more methodically with one thing. But that's actually not the truth because you are somebody who's very versatile. So you actually are good at doing multiple different things or following multiple things. So how do you know in your body as, as you, and also being a generator, like, what is it like for you when you know, the energy is not there anymore? Like with the, what did it feel like specifically, even with the, the membership and, um, some of the other work that, and, and the podcast that you've pivoted on?
1: Yeah. Um, it starts to just feel really draining. Um, and I, I can feel myself just checking out. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no other way to put it. It's just this feeling of checking out, you know, like, yeah. uh, eh. and, and I, I don't want to be on the receiving end of someone checked out of, of what I'm paying for, Yeah. you know? And so, I, you know, as soon as I started noticing that I was like that, well, this isn't, I'm not going to create from this space. This isn't fair to me. It's not fair to them. And I never did create from that space because I called it before, but I felt it starting to, uh, like just kind of this disconnect and me kind of just being like, I, I just, I want to put this down. Yeah. I want to put this down. And, um, you know, for a while I was teaching weekly, um, uh yoga classes in studios before the pandemic and um or after I can't remember I don't know yeah. both I think um and it started to feel very incredibly draining to me like it was really fun at first because I was like you know being able to connect with people in person and I do I love teaching public classes um but I don't do I something that I know about myself is I don't do well with perpetuity like I, I need for there to be a start and a stop. And so I've, I've, I've recently learned that about myself. So now if I'm going to teach public yoga classes, then I'm going to talk to the studio owner and be like, let's make it a five class series. Or, you know, if I'm going to do a podcast again, then, you know, Hey, we're going to launch 12 episodes and then we'll check back in, you know, I know this about myself now. So I know in order to set myself up for success, I can't promise a forever thing, which I think is why one of the reasons I love retreats so much. You yeah. Know, there's, there's a definite beginning and ending. Yeah. Um, and that's just my energy does well, but yeah, it's just this feeling of checking out just kind of being done.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and like a feeling of like a dread, like towards the end of the podcast, I, um, you know, it was like, do I really like? Do I really want to record? Do I really want to like seek out the next guest? Like, do I real? Do I really, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh man! Like when I'm into something, it's like, hell yeah! Of course I do, you know.
0: Yeah. So, totally. Um, yeah. I think it's. Did you ever, or have you ever? Because I I can relate to what you're saying a lot, and I think um, I've experienced at times a sense of guilt of like, but I said I was going to do it, or I said I was going to, and I know there's been times where I've grappled with that in different ways where I'm like, oh, and again, I think you're such a good role model expander for me too, in that department, because, you know, at least in my experience, I think sometimes, you know, well-intentioned family members and friends and stuff will be like, Oh, are you staying there forever? Like, did you find your home? Like again, those kind Mm -hmm. of like end points. Mm -hmm. And so even with like my business, or somebody else say, Oh, we saw you're running this thing, like you landed on the thing. Again, coming back to earlier in the conversation. And I think I've experienced guilt at times and shame. I think mm-hmm. I still sometimes go through that. I've been experiencing recently this feeling of wanting to shift where I am, the direction I'm going in. And I feel some of that come up still as like guilt and shame. I'm going to disappoint someone. Um, does that still come up for you? Or have you gotten like comfortable enough within yourself that you're just like, I just trust it?
1: I mean, I think it would be silly of me to say that I have completely, completely like transformed out of a ever feeling shame or guilt or anything for shiv- for sure. pivoting or shifting ever again. But, um, I certainly, I do not give it as much consideration as I used to. It's kind of like, yeah. still like, Hey, what about me? And I'm like, Oh, Hey. You just, you're, you can cute, go sit, but, you're cute, but yeah. you're not going to like, tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and you know, in this very masculine dominated world, however, that's changing, um, you know, to piff, to, to shift and pivot is a very unnerving thing. Yeah. And, um, one thing that I have always been good at as in, in my business or good at, I don't know is the right word, is there good or bad? I feel like I've handled it with grace is, um, the shifting and evolution of my business without explaining or apologizing or like making a big announcement. It just kind yes. of like just happens. Doing it. I'm just doing it and doing it and doing it. And then I'll do like a subtle little tweak in my bio or on my website. And I don't, I don't tell anybody, like, I don't make a big like parade out of it. I just, it just happens and it happens very organically and it doesn't mean that i'm leaving behind everything else that i was teaching i'm now incorporating it and i'm just growing you know and
0: yeah
1: and we do not have to apologize for
0: that i love that it's so funny i was as you were talking i just like had this thought in my head of like if we had to put this on a scale from like um like <laughs> really paying attention to it and letting it freeze us to like Dr. Pancakes walk walking around your, your neighborhood, people like yelling his name. And he's like, I'm not even listening because I can't hear you anymore. Right. It's like, it's right. not that your neighbors aren't yelling at Dr. Pancakes. Right. It's just, he can't hear them he's or just, perceive yeah. it.
1: He's not I, on that frequency of, of sound anymore. He's not on that current. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, I feel like you've really, um, it's, it's never a matter of like, can we, is it there or not? Have we transcended our humanness? It's really, like you said, like how much weight does that voice have? And I think you've trusted, you have probably, and I love how you're saying like, as an example, I was at a girlfriend's house a couple of weeks ago. She just moved into this house. And as we're talking, she's like, we're walking around the house. She's showing, she's like, don't mind the finger marks on the window. And like, don't mind the dirt on the floor. I'm like, I didn't even see it. Didn't, I I said to her, stop pointing it out because I didn't see it before, but now (laughs) I do see it. So like, just (laughs) stop. And I love how you're saying it's like, don't point out that you are pivoting and things are changing, like some big apologetic, something or other, because that's really just our guilt trying to, or shame or whatever, trying to make itself feel better, Mm -hmm. just owning it and letting yourself shift and pivot because that's where you're feeling called to go. Again, I think it's that idea of also leading by example, where it invites Mm -hmm. other people to go, oh, I can just trust. I can Mm I, you know, I feel into the, the Meg frequency, you know, when I'm, when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the things that I want to do, I look to my, the people that I admire in my community and my friends and go, I've seen them do this like this. I can, I can do it as well. So I love that idea of just letting yourself unapologetically shift without having to point it out, having to point
1: a finger, just embody the shift. Just do it. Yeah just do it. Yeah. Embody it, embody the shift. I love that. And, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having an inner critic. Like we all do, we're human. It's part of the human experience. It's just like, what kind of relationship can we cultivate with it? Can we cultivate like some witty banter or like, do we have to like cower in fear of the inner critic? And it's your choice, you know, and it takes practice, but like, you know, I I think in the world of self-development too, we get really caught up on like banishing the ego, like rising above. And the thing is like, we came here to, to be human. Like part of the human experience is the ego. It is the inner critic. And so it's just like, what kind of relationship do you want to have with it? And yeah, I think as women in business, we can sometimes often feel shame for, for doing the more feminine things for being more fluid and flowy and non-scripted and, you know, whatever in our business and, and those that really take stock in the masculine, whether it be men or women or, you know, people in between in your life they're going to question and they're going to try and poke holes in the fluid way that you're moving. And if they do, and you feel yourself trying to like justify, or even if you feel yourself like making up an answer that isn't actually true for you, just to like, be able to defend your decisions, then please just back away from that conversation and be like, oh, I got to go wash my fish, you know, like, like just back, you know, you don't have to engage and, and just know that they're coming from what, you know, what they're rooted in. And it may not be, um, supportive, you know, so like, if you feel yourself in that, in those types of conversations, then just back away and know, you know, you don't have to open every door to every person.
0: Yeah. And I just want to say really what's important. I think an important distinction here There's a difference between shifting and pivoting because you think you're supposed to do something a certain way in order to be Mm -hmm. successful. So there's Mm -hmm. that sort Mm -hmm. of like flaky energy where you feel it of like, I don't feel like you're connected to yourself versus Mm -hmm. this idea of really listening to the body, which I think also takes practice of like, what does my body say? Does this still feel right? Am I still lit up by this versus you know, sometimes, especially if you have an open head Najna, like, oh my God, so-and-so is doing this and having success. So I should do it, you know, mm-hmm. like so-and-so's whatever. So I should do it. It's like, or maybe not, maybe let's <laughs> listen to the body. Let's get connected to the self. And again, sometimes that's, if you've been super disconnected from your body, that might be a first step for somebody is just learning to get back into the body learning to process emotions, learning to feel things, learning to whatever, which is so beautifully what you take us through in the miracle way as well is like really getting connected, developing the awareness of self and all of that. But um, I just wanna make that distinction because again, I think you are such a good living example of what it looks like to build a successful business while letting yourself flow and be in a very feminine space, because again, you have an amazing group of people who show up. They love, they'll come on your, they come on your retreats. You sell things out quickly and you haven't done it from some five-step process for success. You've done it from a very deeply connected to your body space. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never had like the funnel. I've never had the all those things. And there's nothing wrong with those at all. Um, but I knew very early on, I, I do not enjoy being in someone's email funnel. I don't like it. I unsubscribe immediately. So why, so then why would I implement that in my business? You know, and, and I almost spent a ton of money on having someone build a funnel for me. And at the 11th hour, I was like, you know what, this doesn't feel good. Never mind. And yeah, where I am in my business right now, I, I don't need it. I don't, I don't want it. And I have a very successful business. Who knows, maybe, maybe later down the road, it'll be the right thing. But right now it's a no, my body is no, I don't like it. So, you know, it's like, yeah, very much just listen. And, and, you know, to piggyback off what Jess was saying is like, you may see how somebody's doing something and they're achieving a level of success and something in your body says like, oh, well, maybe I should do that and, you know, sit with it. Like, does the way they're doing things excite you? Does their 18 step funnel, does that like feel really exciting in your body? And if it does maybe find pieces of inspiration in what they're doing, but, of, but don't imitate it completely, or then it will be very inauthentic, but also, you know, okay. If Jess has this 18 step, funnel and I see that she's experiencing success and, and I want to experience that type of success, but does an 18 step funnel feel really exciting to me? No, absolutely not. So therefore I'm not, I'm not going to sit with her and like pick apart her business and hire the same business coach as her, because that doesn't feel good in my body. And I think a lot of people in the self-development space can get into a lot of trouble financially because they're putting in so much money to all of these different tools and strategies that marketers out there say they have to have in order to grow their business. And it's completely inauthentic for them. And so therefore it doesn't work totally. Um, And I think that's really important for people to be aware of,
0: you know, I, I agree. I could not agree more. I think, um, use people to inspire and expand you. And Mm -hmm. I actually had somebody recently, a friend say, you're not playing big enough in your business. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because I was like, but I love my business, (laughs) you know, like I love love my business. I Mm -hmm. love, um, I love the people I work with you know, so much of my day, I'm a fourth line in human design. I love people. I love peopling. I want my people. I don't want to be with everybody. I just want to be with the people I love being with, you know, coming on your retreat and being with people who feel like my people, they now are my people, right? Like Uh I, I love all of your miracle way people. I just, I feel such a kinship with them. Right. And so it's like, maybe on the outside, it doesn't look like I'm playing big enough because I don't have, 10,000 followers on Instagram or I don't have um a million dollar business or a, mm-hmm. a 500,000 dollar business. I have a business that I've built that feels authentic and I got when I first entered into the the coaching world I was in that I got my first introduction was if you don't spend I don't even tell you what I paid for my first coach <laughs> it was insane That's insane insane And I've never even charged close to that, which again, everybody should charge the prices they want to charge. But like, I mean, crazy. And I was working as a speech therapist. I think what I was, I think what I paid for my first coach, my God, I hope my family's not listening to this was like literally a quarter of my salary for the (laughs) year.
1: It's insane. It really is insanity. It's insanity. And, and, and it's one of the reasons that I do business the way that I do, um because i do want people to see like you're saying is a six figure empire is that really what you want is it really what you need is it and if it is excellent yeah but 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 is this desire truly one of your heart or or is it a desire that's been forced on you and now you're brainwashed into thinking that this yes. is the only way that you can achieve success and you know, it's interesting, like with my retreats, you know, like we were talking about, I, I now I'm able to do like one post and like a couple of stories and they sell out. I don't, I don't need to have all of this, like these systems into place. And when my membership launched and, um, you know, a couple hundred people signed up from all over the world, that was very, very exciting. And I felt this little, voice that was like, go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. Like you, you need to like already shift. Um, you need to start doing ads. You need to start, you know, and like, I was about to dump a lot of money into it. It was like, is this really what I want? Do I want like 10,000 people in a membership? Like no, actually I, yeah. I don't. And, and that's okay. There's nothing. I'm not like blocked. I'm not holding back. It's not, it's not resistance. It's just not what I want right now, you know? Yeah. And that's, a, and that's okay. And I think, you know, it's a toxic thing that happens in the coaching industry is anytime we, we kind of resist going quote unquote, going bigger it's a block or yeah. a fear. But what if what if it's actually like our truth speaking and saying, I'm actually really good right now? Yeah. And things are great. And I don't want to stress myself out. You know? Yeah. I mean, like totally. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Literally before we got on this call, I said to my, I was talking to my therapist about this exact thing. And I I said, um, it's like, I think what again, coming back to like the Prince Charming moments, it's like new level, new devil. Like you're going to have challenges no matter what you choose to do, whether you quote, go big or go home, or you keep it a small hometown operation, (laughs) like whatever Mm -hmm. you do, there's always going to be challenges. So we have Mm -hmm. to, we have to be honest with ourselves. And I think I've been going through even just recently my own reckoning of like all of the times I didn't trust my body where someone said, go big or go home. And I didn't listen to what my body said, you know, or somebody said, you should have more people in your group program. And I, I didn't, I didn't listen to my body or whatever. It's like our bodies, know truth. Our bodies always hold the truth and hold the wisdom. And it's, it's okay if your business doesn't look like someone else's. Actually, it's two people kind of show up in a row who are like, I don't have money to pay you, but I'm going to take out a loan. I'm like, please don't do that. Here's a $77 class that I have. Please do not sign up with me if it's going to put you in an uncomfortable. And I understand sometimes we have to leap. I get that, but please don't bankrupt yourself. Please don't um, put yourself out if it's not if it's not something that is in your body as being right, or it's, it, you know, like there's so, we don't, it it, again, just like things don't have to look the way anyone else does. You don't have to spend the amount of money when anyone else does, unless it feels true and right for you.
1: Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. And I can tell you, I can go back every single time when I said yes, when I knew in my body, it didn't feel good. And the expense was way more than I should have been spending. And then I was stuck in a cycle of having to create an offering to do a certain work in order to pay that off. And then I was coming from, and it was this cycle. And then finally one day I was like, I'm not, I am done. I am done with this. This is ridiculous. And that's when I started like experiencing more success than I had ever experienced. (laughs) Same. This, the day
0: I stopped when I actually tuned in, I think this is important for people too. is like, know your value system and what's important to you and how you love learning. Cause like, for me, I love classes. I love, I actually love working with people one-on-one cause I feel like I get the most value, even if I do have to spend a little bit more, me but too. like, yeah, like as an example, like working with a, working with, um, I had her on here a couple of weeks ago around hormonal health um with Lauren Papanos, right? Like that was an investment, but I was like, I really want help with my hormones. Like I really want this. So that's an expense that I feel comfortable spending. And it's like, I want to do that. I love classes. Like I just signed up for Richard Rudd's guides program because I really love his work. But like I told a girlfriend, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna do this program, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you always don't like those things. Like, I know you think Uh you want to do it because your emotional (laughs) waves excited, but like, I know we're going to have a conversation in six weeks that Mm -hmm. you don't know why you signed Mm -hmm. up for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think knowing yourself and what is, um, what you like, like put your money there, put your time there versus the, I think this is going to get me this result. It's almost, it brings us into this like fantasy land of something outside of me is going to, uh, this is going to solve all my problems. It's like, no one can solve all of your problems, but yourself, you know? And even so like, not all problems are designed to be solved. Some are going to take us in a direction to learn something. So once I stopped investing and spending like tens of thousands of dollars, on a program to learn how to do a thing that I didn't actually wanted to do, but I thought would bring me success. That's when I actually started experiencing (laughs) Mm -hmm. quote unquote success. Yeah.
1: You know, getting, getting off of that hustle hamster hamster wheel. wheel. I mean, it is, it is, it's crazy in this industry and yeah, do not put yourself into financial ruin. Like you can find the answer, do things in integrity, meaning that it feels really yummy to you. And yeah, like Jess said, we've got a leap sometimes, but like, don't put yourself into financial ruin. Like I, I've seen it happen. It's, it's, it's wild, totally it's really wild. And it's a heavy backpack to carry, you know, mm-hmm. I've had, uh,
0: you know, just at different times, people are like, I actually can't continue on with this commitment at this point in time. Like I bit off more than I can chew, but you know, there's, there's people out there who are like, I don't really care. You know, I know there, I know of a woman who actually has sued people who haven't carried out their financial commitments. So I think there's a lot of fear that people hold as well as like, am I going to get in trouble? It's like, nothing should put you into that, like soul binding situation where you can't honor yourself and i think that's a big part of the lesson for a lot of people myself included is learning to say like hey i'm strapped or i'm stretched i remember i signed up for a coaching program um and then found out that i don't want to bash but it was just interesting i found out that Um, the person was then having trouble selling the same, that program for that amount that I had signed up for. And then there were people who entered the coaching program, like a month after me who paid like half of what I paid and just different things. So it's like, always trust your inner compass, always trust Mm -hmm. your body, always come back to your body's going to tell you The answer for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's half most of the learning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trusting ourselves, trusting our inner wisdom, totally doing what feels right.
0: Yep. That's all there is to it. (laughs) That's all there is to it. And we as humans, we have a lot of learning to do with that. So a lot of trouble with that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Anyways, tell everybody where they can find you. I really hope if people feel resonance with this, that you'll check out the miracle way, because it's going to be, I know there's another training though. The date is TBD. Um, but I hope if you feel a resonance that you'll check it out because it was for me an amazing and life-changing opportunity. And I'm grateful I got to experience it and also help to facilitate, um, human design on it. So tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Megan Sylvester and that's Megan with an H. And I just will tell you, I used to be much more active than I am today, but then I decided I wanted to live more of my life away from a screen. And so um my commitment on social media is when when there is a post it is from the heart it is full of intention and truth and integrity and i do share a lot of insight and wisdom in my stories as well um and then my website is megsilvester.com and i've got um you know information on the Maricoy excuse me. And you can get on the wait list right now for um, the miracle way trainings. And then I also list all of my retreats on there and also announce them on Instagram. Um, And those are the two main places where you can find me.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you for being here. We'll tag you in this on all the things and we'll also put all your information below it. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your beautiful wisdom with us. Thank you, love everybody. we will see you back here on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, Hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the waking up with Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support. When you rate the podcast or leave a review, it helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all, make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.